Hi, and welcome to Sisters Daily. Hello, 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 and welcome back to another episode of Sisters Daily, the podcast that looks to unite and elevate hearts and minds of sisters both far and wide, and I am again so happy to invite you back to episode number four. And this episode is going to be called 2019, it was the best of times and it was the worst of times. So as we all know by now 2019 is fast drawing to an end not only are we finishing a year guys we're finishing an entire decade i I heard the radio say it a couple of weeks ago and i thought wow yeah decade is finishing not just a year we're entering a new year and an entire new decade so this episode is going to review a couple of things. One, why I made no plans for 2019. I left 2018, rolled into 2019 with a blank piece of paper. And for somebody like me, who is a planner, organiser, post-it note girl, you know, list for everything. There's a list for a list for a list in a notebook with another list. I made no plans for 2019, none at all. I'm going to run through why I made no plans. And I'm also going to kind of give you a highlight of what actually happened in 2019 and why me not making a list may have been a good thing. But I'm going to run through that. And then I'm going to run through what 2020 is saying. Again, I'm not making any definitive plans for it, but we're going to create some structure. I'm going to tell you how I create structure in a God-centered and a God-driven way. So if you are interested in hearing anything about my 2019 and why I made no plans and how I plan on planning for 2020, then please stay tuned. So let's start with what happened at 2018-2019. Put it this way, I rolled into 2019 in a with my eldest son who randomly had some allergic reaction to something. Well, now we don't know what it was, but he just started swelling up randomly. Uh, I had to drive him down to a with my then um, partner. And that's how I saw in 2019. And I think 2018 had been quite a difficult year. And I was hopeful that 2019 would be different and 2019 would be better but at the same time I had spent several years trying to navigate life I had spent several years trying to organize and plan my life and coming to nothing really I came to the end of you know the previous maybe four or five years with nothing to show for it and I realized at that point that I wasn't very good at organising my life. I wasn't very good at doing life. I wasn't very good at trying to organise every element of my life. And I had failed miserably. And not only had I failed, but I was now disappointed because, you know, I'm used to putting my hands on things as as an organiser and then seeing it come to life or seeing an end. I'm used to being involved in projects and things working out and then seeing the end work out well but for the last you know four or five years of my life I have been trying to fix something namely my relationship which was the center of everything I was back then and I had failed year after year after year I had failed and I got to 2019 the door of 2019 and I just thought you know what God you deal with it because I don't know what I'm doing 
I clearly can't do this and I'm clearly missing something. So do you know what? 2019 is yours, didn't you? Like, literally. I literally had a blank piece of paper. The year before, I had plans. I had post-it notes. I had structures. I had colour-coordinated events at different times of the year. My year was split up into quarters and what I had planned to achieve by this, by that. But yeah, that's how I usually plan my years. But 2019, I went into it and I just thought, you know what? I'm going to pray. I'm going to follow God and I'm going to ask him to do whatever he needs to do because I've been trying and subsequently failing. So that's how and why I went into 2019 because I'd realised I wasn't doing a very good job. I wasn't very good at it. And I had centred my life and my dreams and my aspirations around the relationship I was in at the time. And I, in hindsight, I can accept that now that this relationship had become an idol to me and God's intentions were an addition, something I would consult, you know, after I put in all my efforts and I realised that I'd, I'd lost the plot with it and I needed to stop and hand my life back over to God. So what happened in 2019? Well, I'm going to kind of give you a summary of my year as best I can. So the year kicked off with a bang. Like I said, I saw my son in A&E blowing up and reacting to something. No idea what it was, still don't know, but that's how I rolled into 2019. Moving into February now, um, I found out that pretty much everything I was aware of in terms of my relationship and who I really was and what I had centred my life around was a complete utter lie. I broke up with my then partner. We'd been in a relationship for six years and that floored me. It utterly floored me. Never mind, you know, the rug being pulled from under my feet, my entire world was shattered because I had rooted my entire world and my entire existence in this relationship. Matthew seven twenty six talks of the foolish man who built their house on sand and that when the storms came, the wind came, the house fell. And not only did it fall, but the Bible depicts it as a great fall. And that was what happened to me in February. There was a great fall. And like I said before in previous podcasts, like I'm not out here to expose or to trash the person that I was with, but it was not right for me, which is why I tell you what I did. I will always tell you my side. I will always tell you uh, how I contributed my own failures. And that's what I did. I made that relationship and I made that person an idol. And for us faith believing people, we can't do that. God will not share his glory with anything and with anyone, irrespective of how much we love and how much we adore, God does not tolerate idols in any shape or form. And that's what I did with the relationship and with the person. I made them an idol. As soon as you start saying things like, you know, I can't see my life without you and I can't live without you. Once those statements start coming out of your mouth, no, you need to check yourself. So that was February and the relationship came to an end. In March, kind of jump into months, in March, there was little room for celebration as I walked across the stage as valedictorian of the class of 2019 at Sunderland University, having completed my master's. Yep, I have a whole MBA. And uh, yeah, that was an, an amazing time. It was a time for celebration. It was a time for achievement. But to be honest, I was not in the frame of mind for celebrating because my world had shattered, if I'm honest with you. While I might have given a good speech and been valedictorian and wore the cap and gown and done all of that, I was broken inside. I was I was putting on a good face to go home and cry. I was putting on 
a cap and gown and smiling and saying cheese and got my my scroll and my pictures but inside I was dying if I'm completely honest with you by April May June time this was a really scary time for me I dropped into a dark space of depression um, I recall waking up in the mornings with one question for God and the question was why why did you wake me up and why didn't you just let me die in my sleep and that was how I woke up every single morning for at least four months I was experiencing nightmares I was experiencing sleepless nights so I would go to bed and not be able to sleep because I was scared of what I would dream when I went to sleep and if I did go to sleep then more than likely I would have nightmares which would then keep me up and the cycle went on for months and months and months little did I know I was actually experiencing post-traumatic stress disorder having spent you know five six years in a trauma bond of a relationship and had now left me with nothing and no one and this tipped me over overboard into borderline psychosis and what that looks like for me was I had no real concept of reality for a while I didn't feel like I was in my own skin my skin literally did not feel like my own stationary objects started moving um, I was constantly on edge as if I was going to be attacked at any, more, any moment or any time. Um, I recall standing on a platform edge and looking at the tracks and actually feeling within myself very unsafe. Now, as a London commuter, I stand on platform edges pretty much five days a week and uh, I'd never felt what I felt that day. I felt so unsafe that I actually had to remove myself from the platform because I was not sure what my body was going to do because my body, body didn't feel like my own. Um, uh, my skin felt it, like it was on fire. Literally, I was uncomfortable in my own skin. I had lost my mind. And I remember coming to a point where, you know, like I said, stationary objects were now moving. And I remember going into June and sitting down on my bed and saying god if you don't come and get me i'm done i'm done right i don't i don't know how psychosis works but whatever is happening to me it can't go on and in my church jesus house in june we have a annual pursuit of god and it's a 21 day fast with different speakers that are coming from um, across the world and there is a designated topic and there's prayer and fasting every day for 21 days and I decided to embark on this 21 day fast and because I was just so desperate I was so desperate for anything and everything to be broken off me because I was losing my mind and I felt like I was losing it completely it was within that time of the 21 day fast that this spirit of psychosis was broken there was a pastor that came Reverend Joe Elio and he came and he spoke about forgiveness and the power of forgiveness and the ability to break bonds via forgiveness and he it was funny I wasn't actually in the sanctuary at the time I was watching it online I was on the side of my bed he was asking us to repeat things and repeat prayers and I was doing it intently I was doing it from the heart because I was just so desperate I was so desperate I was so desperate to have this thing broken off me and I can say that by the end of the 21 day fast I was completely free from this bondage of psychosis I was completely free from it and it was because I had given it up I had allowed God in and given it up at the same time and then July September um, I spent a lot of time in therapy intense therapy and I know 
a lot of Christians are still against therapy, interestingly enough, but I'm not that one. Um, we go to God in prayer at times and all we can say is it hurts and we have no understanding of what hurts and why it hurts and where the hurt is rooted. But what I found therapy did for me was uncover the roots of things I either didn't want to address or didn't even realise needed addressing. Therapy for me was was quite painful, actually. I remember going to one session and uncovering some things about myself and my past and, and where things were rooted. And I remember leaving there and I didn't go back for four weeks because it took me four weeks to really sit in what I had just said, the words that were coming out of my mouth, the experiences that I, w- I was rehearsing. And for someone to look at me and tell me that, you know, you were abused or for someone to look at me and tell, tell me that, you know, what you experienced, though it, it was happening everywhere and maybe in a lot of, you know, black households, it was not normal. And you know, there's one experience that I had as a, as a child and reliving it. I had had pushed it so far into my um, unconscious parts of me that I had forgotten, not forgotten about it, but it had become a fragment of my imagination. Even though it had happened, I actually thought it was something that I had imagined. And I remember going back to my aunt and asking her about this memory that I have. It's actually my very first memory as as a child. And I asked her about this memory and she said that it was true. And I was actually in shock because I thought it was just a fragment of my imagination. But this traumatic event that had happened to me as a child and had happened to me on a number of occasions was actually true. And it took me about four weeks to recover from that. But I kept on going because I realised that I was very broken. I needed to go to God with clear areas of hurt. I needed to uncover where all this hurt was. And I know, again, some are against therapy, but, you know, if you went to the doctors and just said it hurts, the doctor's going to ask you where or what happened or why does it hurt? And you can't just go to the doctor and say it hurts. Sometimes you need to know why. And I think it's really important that when you go through hardship of any kind, that we take stock of what's happened and we learn. Otherwise, we find ourselves repeating the same madness over and over, just with different names and different postcodes. You really have to stop and understand what happened and why did it happen and what's going on with you and and how does this keep repeating itself. If you are living a situation over and over again with just different people, you need to stop. Previous to coming back to God, I was the type of person to bounce from relationship to relationship. I didn't stop simply because I was scared of being alone and I didn't want to be alone. So I'd rather be with somebody random than be alone. So I would bounce from relationship to relationship. But at the end of this relationship, it was important for me to stop. It really was important for me to stop. How could I have spent six years in this thing and not realise what I was in until the very end? I clearly needed to stop. I clearly needed to do some work. And that's what I did. And to be honest, my year only started in October, if I'm honest with you. October 2019 is when 2019 started for me. It, it hadn't started earlier than that. And that's when I started to feel like myself again. That's when I started to remember who I was and who God has called me to be and the things that God has told me to do and the woman that God has called me to be. And that's when my year started, in October.
<laughs> towards the end of the year, the year's nearly finished in October. But that's when I, I, I guess I came out from what seemed to have buried me, a situation that seemed to have buried me. But little did I know I had been planted. I wasn't buried, I was planted and there is a distinct difference. So it's been a traumatic year, a really traumatic year for me. But I am grateful to God that I had been planted for a season and that season has encouraged me, that season has fortified me, that season has allowed me to learn about myself and to learn about my triggers and to understand who I am and what my gaps are and and, and who I am as an individual and who God has made me to be. It has really fortified that. So you know, now having said all of that, I'm really glad that I didn't make any plans for 2019 because looking back, I probably would be sitting here feeling quite distraught that I hadn't, you know, achieved anything. I would have felt like all of this would have sabotaged my year and maybe I would have felt bitter, you know, towards my ex for having sabotaged my year or life having sabotaged my year. But it really was necessary for me to have had no plans, a clean slate to just go before God at this time and say, I need your help, you know, please help me you know proverbs 13 12 says hope deferred makes the heart sick and that's what i spent most of 2019 and most of the years before i'd come into 2019 with a very sick and broken heart and i needed some time to stop and sort it out and i thank god that i had the ability to just press pause on everything you know my career was fine my finances were fine there was nothing you know huge that needed addressing in 2019 and that's what I spent 2019 doing is just pressing pause and clearing up, pressing pause and healing. So it hasn't been a wasted year, I won't say. It hasn't been a wasted year, not at all, because like I said, I've learned and I've developed and I've grown. Moving into 2020, what are my plans? Now, when I say my plans, I think it's more of a vision and a direction rather than specific. So Proverbs 16.25 says that there is a way that seems right to everybody, but the end of it is death. And that has really been a guard for me in terms of how I plan and um, uh, how I plan and how I do my life. There's a whole lot more to life than just what, what I want out of it. I wasn't put on this earth just to fulfill my own needs and to fulfill my own desires. But I have been put here with a purpose and intent. So I have a vision. However, it's all subject to change by God. This isn't uh, a time just for me, like I said, in my future. But my future really is in the hands of God. And I'm preparing it with God. I am doing this with God, not by myself. So in terms of how am I doing this, Proverbs 3 verse 6 suggests that we acknowledge God in all of our ways and that he will direct our path. So I have three particular areas that I would like to excel in this year, one of which is my ministry, uh, one of which is my mortgage, and the other is marriage. Yes, I said marriage and I'm saying it by faith one is ministry the other is mortgage and the other is marriage those are my three areas that I would like to excel in this year and I believe God has given me the unction to do and work in those three areas like I said again subject to change by God if 2020 is not my year for marriage I'm still very much content with God being mine I have no lack because I have the creator of all things. I have, you know, my father beside me daily. I, I have the creator of the universe with me. So I will never, ever lack. Marriage only adds to. But 
marriage is still something that God designed and created as a beautiful blessing. And I do believe that I am a gift in waiting. I am a gift to somebody in waiting. I am somebody's access to favor with God at the church today. Amen. So that is my plan or my vision for 2020. Ministry, and ministry is not just church. Ministry is my household. Ministry is my family. Ministry is my purpose. Uh, my mortgage, that's pretty much just money. Just just getting the finances sorted out and, and getting some property under my belt. And then marriage. Yeah, that's that's a card that's before God with, with a lot of, you know, gravitas this year. But those are my areas. So, yeah, this, this has just been a quick recap of 2019 and why I had no plans. But God has been so faithful. God has been... Um, it's been amazing just to recall I, I journal a lot and I've read through my journal for this year and just seeing the brokenness and the, the anger and the bitterness and the confusion and the frustration that was all over February and March and April and May and then it went silent in June because I was just lost and then July it's just amazing to see how God has completely turned me around. Just being able to read over it really does allow me to give God thanks. It allows me to name my blessings. It allows me to see where God has brought me from. So I am grateful. But my encouragement to you as we are wrapping up 2019 is if you haven't had your prayers completely and utterly answered yet, do not lose hope. Do not lose hope. God is still very much on the job. As long as you have God in your life, I promise you, you have no lack. There is nothing at all that you will ever lack. God made a promise to supply everything that you need according to his riches and glory. He is a good father. He knows what you need and he has made a promise to supply everything that you need. So when it comes time for, if it is a husband, if we were talking together, if it is a husband, he will provide it when the time is right. You do not want anything forced. You don't want anything outside of your season. You don't want anything that's wrong. You don't. You don't. Honestly, you don't. Sometimes waiting is hard. I ain't got no patience. I promise you, I don't have no patience. But having been through the trauma of being in a long relationship with somebody I thought was the one who wasn't, I know now that I'd rather wait on God. I would rather, you know, be satisfied and content with God. Um, so if you are still waiting on unanswered prayers and you're looking at, you know, the days rolling up and you're kind of looking at your watch and looking at God and then looking at your watch and looking at God thinking, uh, hello, listen, don't worry, do not fret and do not worry. God is very much on your case. He's very much working for you. Don't worry if you don't see anything happening, it's going to work and it's going to fall. If God has promised it, it's coming to pass. You just need to be patient and know that God knows what he is doing. I promise you he does. Um, so yeah, that's that's been it. And then going forward into 2020, do not plan without the acknowledgement of God. Don't try and bring him in at the end when you're now stuck or you don't know where else to go now. Don't it's like going on a very long journey and then trying to turn on sat now halfway through because you're now lost. No, put it in from the beginning. Consult God from the beginning. Let him tell you, let him lead you, let him direct you from the beginning. Let him ordain your steps from the beginning rather than going wrong and then having to retrace your steps or having to, you know, now heal and, and, and figure things out again. Consult God.
first. Seek ye first, Matthew said. Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and everything else will be added. Everything else that you need will be added because you have seeked God first. So that has been another episode of Sisters Daily. I hope you've been encouraged. If I don't hear from you all before the end of 2019 or the start of 2020, live long and prosper. I know that's Star Trek, forgive me, but it applies. Live long and prosper. Go forth, be strong. So if you've enjoyed this episode of Sisters Daily, I'd love for you to keep in contact with me. Follow me here on Spotify or if you found me on SoundCloud or you can also find me on iTunes now. Please follow, subscribe and keep in contact. You can also email me directly on sistersdaily.info at gmail.com. I'll say that again, sistersdaily.info at gmail.com. Please feel free to connect with me, email me, any comments, questions or support that you would like. Please feel free to comment and to get in contact with me. You can also read my blogs on WordPress. Again, if you just search Sisters Daily blog post, you can find me there. You can also find me on Instagram and it's sisters underscore daily underscore blog. So this has been another episode of Sisters Daily. From my heart to yours, take care.